0: Welcome to the Everything Building Envelope podcast. On this show, we discuss topics relating to the exterior building envelope, such as waterproofing, glazing, cladding, roofing, and more. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. For previous episodes, show notes, and bonus video content, check out our website, everythingbuildingenvelope.com. Now, here's your host for the Everything Building Envelope podcast,
1: Paul Beers. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Everything Building Envelope podcast. Today we're going to be talking about dynamic glass, which is a emerging technology that I think is a lot of, of interest to a lot of the listeners. I'd like to welcome our guest, Jeff Riley. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you very much. Jeff is a sales executive in Florida with View Dynamic Glass. So he knows a lot about this. Jeff, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
0: Sure. I've been in commercial real estate in some capacity since 2004. I uh, worked for owner and operator developer of a multifamily office, worked in property management, worked for uh, CBRE, uh, largest brokerage in the world. And I've been working as a sales executive with Glass and kind of blown away with uh, my experience there. So. Uh, excited to tell your listeners about it.
1: Great. So, tell us a little bit about a View Glass and also about View Dynamic Glass.
0: Sure. Uh, so, View Glass manufactures smart windows that tint electronically in response to the weather and position of the sun. Uh, you can think of it like transition lenses for buildings. So, we eliminate the need for interior blinds, we remove the functional need for exterior sunshade. We help reduce utility costs by about 20%. Uh, we shrink HVAC systems. We bring a whole bunch of lead or well points to any project. Uh, we're actually one of the most economical ways to earn lead points, if you're thinking in terms of dollars per point. Uh, the product itself is electrochromic glass, which has been around for decades. Uh, it's actually in the rear your mirror of your car. Uh, but ViewGlass was the first company to mass produce it for use in commercial real estate. Uh, what makes our glass really unique is the software system we use called Intelligence. Uh, each individual window is programmed to tint just before the sun reaches it. So we know where the sun is going to be on June 10, 2045, in Miami, Florida, at 10 a.m. Uh, so we know that the windows on the east side of the building will need to be in Tint Level 4, which is our darkest tent. Uh, we're getting ready to tint the windows in the south as the sun moves across the horizon. But on the north and west sides, we're in Tint Level 1, letting everyone enjoy the view and bring in as much healthy daylight as possible. Uh, We manufacture everything at our plant in Olive Branch, Mississippi, about uh, 20 minutes from Memphis. Uh, It's an 800,000-square-foot massive facility that will blow you away if you get a chance to see it in person. Um, I believe we have the largest clean room in the world in our factory and a bunch of other really cool stuff that I can't talk about because they are trade secrets. Uh, We've got some great clients, including a few Fortune 500 companies. Uh, If there's one thing that they all have in common, is that they are risk-averse. So our company and our product have been vetted up, down, left, right, any way you can think of. And we've been selected by Delta, FedEx, Nestle, Ford, Overstock.com, Oracle, Google, Apple, Wells Fargo. Uh, We've done convention centers, sporting arenas, and airports, including Levi Stadium where the San Francisco 49ers play, uh, the San Francisco airports, uh, and the hospitality space. We've got Hilton, Marriott, Starwood, and healthcare. My favorite is probably the Humber River Hospital in Toronto the first all-digital hospital in North America. Uh, we've got many more there. College campuses, we've got Duke, Georgia Tech, Harvard, Clemson, University of Texas, to name just a handful. Uh, we've got installations from Alaska down to Miami, and uh, hundreds
1: more in the works. Wow. So obviously this isn't a fringe product, and this is obviously working its way into the mainstream. Let me ask you how the glass itself gets incorporated into a building. So. You guys make the glass, but not the frames, right?
0: Yeah, we can work with uh, just about any framing system. So punch out curtain wall. We haven't really run into any challenges where we haven't been able to meet the architectural design requirements.
1: Does the glass come in different configurations? I mean, can you get it in a laminated glass unit or an insulated glass unit or?
0: is uh, each insulated glass unit, we use double pane. Um, There are some exceptions, but generally it's it's double pane. We have a a few different color options. Most people choose clear, uh, which has a slight bluish tint, um, and it's darker tints from the inside, which most people like. But we we haven't really had any, there are many things that we haven't been able to accomplish. We can do laminated glass, so we can meet Miami-Dade hurricane code requirements.
1: You said, let's um, see if I pronounce this right. Electrochromatic is that what it is? Uh, Electrochromatic. Right? Electrochromic. electrochromic.
0: A lot of yeah, people close. Have close.
1: It. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a film that's on the glass, or what? Or it's a coating, obviously. How exactly, is it?
0: So it's a coating that goes on the interior of the exterior pane of glass, um, and it's an incredibly thin. I think it's five microns thick. It's one fiftieth of a human hair. So. The background, you know, the company is based in Silicon Valley, so these are, you know, semi-chip conductor guys by training. So think of it sort of as a massive semiconductor chip. So it's an incredible amount of technology. We've got 500-plus patents out there in the works. So that's kind of the glass itself isn't anything special. It's the coating that goes on the glass, and we just have metal oxides which have opposing properties, and we send an electronic charge through them we can transition ion from one side to the other. And since it's clear on one side, dark on the other side, and we have a couple pit stops along the way, tint level, levels one, two, three, and four.
1: So you mentioned that the glass can be programmed to change properties as the times of the day change and solar exposure changes. So does it, I'm guessing, it needs to be integrated with some sort of control system to basically tell it what to do? Is that a good way to say it?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yep, and that's that's something that we provide. So we provide the software system that will run the entire operation. But we do have two additional overrides. So we've got a weather sensor on the roof um, that's looking for cloud cover and it feeds into daily or hourly weather updates.
1: So the glass changes properties depending on the solar exposure and the time of the day and, and whatnot. How does that work as far as what, what, what the system does and how does, how does the system work within the infrastructure of the building?
0: Sure, so, so we've got a software system which we provide and program and can update remotely. So if you ever wanna make any changes or if we have a new uh, version of the software that can all be uploaded remotely. That's something we configure um, for each individual project. Uh, there's also a weather sensor on the roof, so we can detect if there's cloud cover. And we have weather feeds which tell us whether this is a passing cloud or if it's going to be cloudy all day. And if it's cloudy all day, we'll clear the glass so people are enjoying as much natural light as possible. Uh, and we actually have an, an iPhone app um, or wall controls so you can manually change the glass um, from different tint levels. Most common use would be if you wanted to do a PowerPoint presentation. You know, normally, you close the blinds and turn off the light. Um, instead, you press a button on the wall to tint the glass, and that can actually be connected into Outlook. That's done um, automatically ahead of time. But each individual IGU has what we call a pigtail. It's a, a little um, core that allows power to flow to the window. And each pigtail connects up to a trunk line, which runs around the perimeter of the building. Um, And the trunk line uh, feeds into a control panel, which usually goes into the utility room. Um, So that can be locked and secured, uh, usually the same place where you have um, your modem and and IT equipment. So all that sort of self-contained.
1: So I just have to say, it it, it really sounds great that you can... uh program it not only for weather patterns but for for real time weather that's going on outside and and then like you were saying, you know even you know if you need to darken the room for an audio visual presentation or something like that, that sounds like you know technology at its finest
0: yeah thank you i uh, I happen to agree I'm a little biased but I agree
1: <laughs> um let me ask you this are there interior applications for this technology as well?
0: No, just, just exterior. Some people hear the phrase electrochromic glass and they think about the switchable privacy glass, which kind of turns to a milky white, um, and that's just for interiors. Uh, likewise, our product is just for exteriors.
1: Okay. So, I mean, we talked about this a little bit, but let's so, sort of run through it again. What are the benefits to the occupants?
0: So, the tangible benefits that start on day one are the ongoing energy savings, uh, the money saved from not purchasing any in interior blinds, and the continuous use of the outside world. You know, there's a, there's a wow factor walking into one of our buildings where it's wall-to-wall, wall floor-to-ceiling, just glass, wherever you look. Uh, the intangible benefits, which are harder to quantify but uh, more valuable in the long term, in my opinion, come from health and wellness, productivity, and recruiting and retention. And we've got some great independent studies on our website that show the remarkable benefits of natural light. You know, people who have access to natural light take fewer sick days they use less pain medication in healthcare environments and are 6 to 15% more productive when they have access to natural light. So if you think if you were moving into a new building and you had your first pick, you could take any office you want, you're going to pick a corner office, right? You just feel physically better when you have those views and natural light. Uh, and even if you think you 6 know, sixteen six to 15% increase in productivity is unrealistic, now think about what 1% would do for most companies. You know, the single largest expense for nearly every company is payroll. So if you can make your people just 1% more productive, you know, less time adjusting the blinds or getting up to get water, or, uh, then upgrading your windows, you know, pays for itself in spades. Uh, and on that same note, in you know, recruiting and retention, you know, the war for talent is a big issue. Uh, you know, ask anyone who works in the consulting or commercial real estate business, uh, and they'll tell you companies are doing everything they can to recruit millennials as the baby boomers start to retire. We're talking a major, major demographic shift, and if you can create an environment where people feel happy and healthy and valued, like they do at Overstock.com, it makes the job of recruiting much, much easier. You know, they actually have buses bring in MBA students, local universities bring buses of MBA students to see Overstock.com's headquarters and to show students what it looks like when a company invests in its people and their environment. You know, tell me the CEO and HR folks don't love that. You know, MBA is being delivered to their front door, and and likewise, look at WeWork, uh, which is now valued at almost twenty billion dollars. You know, they they didn't invent coworking. You know, it's been around for decades. All they did was create a better environment, and people are drawn to WeWork offices like a magnet. It's uh, it's unbelievable, but that's the type of environment that we help create.
1: So, I mean, you and I, obviously, and I think a lot of our listeners, we pay attention to things like the the windows and daylighting and stuff like that. Can the average user tell that this is going on while they're building or is it sort of a passive where it's just you know optimizing the environment and maybe they don't even notice it
0: it's more of the latter um you know the first week uh, in any installation people are sort of fixated on the glass you know the glass is transitioning behind them as it works so they're you know they're talking on the phone but looking at the window and, and watching the glass transition through different states uh, and then after the first week, it just sort of happens in the background, and they forget it's even there. So it's, it's very, very user-friendly, self-sufficient. You know, kind of the same way you, do, you don't notice the air conditioner turning on and off. It's just it just works. That's our glass works in the same way.
1: So I know you've touched on this along the way also, but developers and owners and developers like it. Now when I think of owners and developers, no offense to anybody. But, you know, they're very focused on money, as well they should be. You know, they've got budgets and performas and things like that. So, you know, you've you've obviously, to make the sale, got to get over the, it's more, I'm assuming it's more expensive than regular glass. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. And you've got to obviously get over that hurdle. But what what are the benefits to owners and developers?
0: Sure. Uh, I think you hit the nail right on the head. For owners and developers, you know, they're looking at us in terms of ROI, uh, which really means NOI. Um, will, glass, will you glass drive NOI because that's how buildings are valued, just NOI net operating income and cap rate? Uh, and the answer is yes, and we actually provide a double bump to NOI because we can impact both top-line revenue growth you know, with faster lease of times, improved occupancy, which allow you to start pushing rates, um, and a reduction in costs since your utility bill on average will be about 20% less. That's heating, cooling, and lighting. The University of Washington uh, did a study on one of our buildings that was retrofitted in Seattle uh, with view glass, and the energy savings came out to 17.7%, uh, about $28,000 per year, added to the NOI. So that building sells at a five or a six gap. That's somewhere between 460 and $560,000 in added value. You know, that's half a million bucks. Uh, and that's in Seattle. You know, there's not a lot of sunshine in Seattle. So you know, think about what the numbers would look like here in Florida. So, so just on energy savings alone, when you translate it into NOI, which you know, drives a building, drive a building value at a you know, 20x multiple in most Class A CBDs, we often pay for ourselves out of the gate. And another way we add substantial value is since we do such a great job controlling heat and glare, you know, in, in, in our darkest tent, which is tent level 4, we've got a heat gain coefficient of 0.09, or not 0.9, 0.09. So we're essentially blocking all of the heat, even in direct sunlight. So that means you're able to use all of the space inside your office. In most buildings, the the space around the perimeter of the building and by the windows is only used for file cabinets or walkways because within eight feet of the windows, it gets too hot and uncomfortable. You know, interior architects will set back eight feet away before they put the first cubicle. So you, you may have an office or conference room in your old building, which is too hot to use at certain times of the day. You know, the new guy or the new professor gets stuck with that office. Um, but, you know, in buildings with few glass, it's all usable. And it's not just regular space, but it's actually the best space in the building. You have to build the area with the best views, and there's a lot of it. Now, if you're talking eight feet around the east, south, and west sides of a building on each floor, so that means that as an occupant, even if you're paying top-of-market rents, you're getting a better deal because you're getting more usable space, more bang for your buck and the flexibility to expand as your business grows. So you don't need to find another 5,000 square feet to lease in 3 years because your company is growing or because, you know, your college has enrolled more students than expected. And you can just move desks around in your existing location.
1: Nice. Let me ask you this. You mentioned retrofit. So what's involved with retrofitting an existing building with view glass?
0: Sure, so it's not much more complicated and, you know, anytime you're pulling out, you know, on an older building, you know, replacing a single pane with, with double pane, the difference is that because each of our IQs requires a pigtail, you know, an electrical current, and you need to run sort of a big, almost an extension cord around the perimeter, that's an additional cost, you know, labor cost, a glazier cost, um, that needs to be accounted for. So glazers generally like us because they can, you know, Charge a couple percentage points more to work with our glass because it it takes. They 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 learn it pretty quickly, but they can charge a mild premium for it. Uh, And we have a low voltage electrician which plugs everything, in, which will uh, plug everything in to make sure it's connected.
1: Does that wire have to be like inside the wall, or could you you know do something with say put it behind a baseboard or something like that?
0: Yeah, we've gone up above, we've gone below, and actually Overstock left it all exposed they thought they loved our glass so much they wanted to, when, when they're giving tours, they want to be able to point out, here, check out our windows, here's how they work. We get these beautiful views of the mountains all day um, and look at the cores above, you know, each individual window has its own special configuration, almost like its own IP address. Um, and actually, that also allows us to do some pretty cool things, like on college campuses especially, but we can spell out, um, you know, letters using, if you think of each window as a pixel. So we've got a, got some kind of cool, creative school spirit type stuff happening.
1: When you say you can spell out letters, was that within an individual piece of glass, or is that just sort of um, no? No,
0: if you think like, of like the football you know, the,
1: game where everybody holds up different color play yeah, placards. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yep. Or, or in Seattle, you know, you can spell out the twelve for the twelfth man. That's that's kind of the Seattle Seahawks um, rallying cry. So we've got buildings yeah. that can
1: spell that out. Is it possible to retrofit? This glass into an existing frame. Has anybody done that?
0: Yeah, we we generally drill. Uh, we need to you know, drill a hole to account for the pigtail, so we can make sure we get the wiring in. So there's a little bit of extra attention required, but it is possible.
1: Yeah, because you know sometimes when you look at retrofits, there's a big difference if you can keep. And, and you can't always do this. I mean, many times, most of the time, you can't. But if you can keep an existing frame improve it, and put the glass, and obviously it cuts down on schedule time, dirt, dust, all that. So it seems like that sure. would be a good benefit if you could do that. Yeah. So let's run through what some of the, I know you mentioned a lot of installations. What are some of the applications and what kind of projects are, are fits for view glass?
0: So Any larger building, you know, preferably 100,000 square feet and up, uh, which you might call Class A. Or a building that's pursuing a lead or a well certification. Uh, so view glass, you're right, talking about the cost earlier. It is a premium product. You know, it's an iPhone, and not everyone has an iPhone budget. The markets where we've had the strongest demand um, are healthcare, office, college campuses, uh, and airports and convention centers. And we're starting to get more involved in high-end hotels and high-rise residential. Uh, we don't do single-family, which is something nearly everyone asks for because once they see it in person, you know, they want it. And I always feel bad saying no, but I take it as a compliment that they like our windows so much that they want it for their families. So if you meet those kind of broad criteria, we're, we're probably close enough in cost, once you account for our offset, uh, to be interesting. And that's just on cost. That's not including the upside in having our glass in as, as a unique amenity to kind of differentiate your product.
1: You had mentioned at the beginning that it was an inexpensive way to get our cost effect. I can't remember what the exact word was. to get yeah, the most economical. So how does that?
0: Because we we can contribute points in several different categories. Uh, so the lead, lead scorecard, you know, you, there's different categories, and you add all the points up that you can achieve in each category, and that's how you get to, you know, silver, gold, or platinum status. And we bring kind of a basket of points, especially for in you know, as the basis of design. So you can start off pretty strong if you're going after a specific lead certification, and then you can kind of cherry pick which additional products you want to use, you know, low-flow water or LED lighting to get um, to the status you
1: want to get to. So it takes you out of some categories you might otherwise be in, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's just we've got an, an unusually broad reach for a single product.
1: Can we talk a little bit more about cost? It sounds like it should be super expensive, and I know that's one of the benefits is that it, in the big picture it's really not can you expand on that a little bit? Like, what is the, the cost and the ROI again?
0: Sure, sure. And you hit on it before. You know, no, no developer is going to give us the time of day uh, unless they think they can going to get a positive ROI with our glass. Uh, you know, and the reason we've got 300-plus you know, installations completed, another 300 in the works, and I'd probably guess another 1,000 or so you know, in discussion is because we deliver a positive ROI, uh, specifically by driving NOI, especially if you think of us as an amenity. You know, developers spend money on an art sculpture in the lobby or a rooftop bar or a nice gym. You know, no one is calculating ROI on their gym equipment, right? But you invest in those things to make your product more appealing. Uh, but those are amenities only used by some people. Uh, every occupant will experience the windows. You know, CBRE did a study to see what building attributes people pay more for, uh, and access to natural light was number one. And not just say they will pay more for it, but actually pay for it. Uh, you know, People love having a view, they love natural light, and we essentially allow people to, d- developers, to to double down on that sort of proven investment. So in terms of cost, we are roughly two to three times as much as your typical high-performance low-e glass. So if all we were was a window, you know, no one would ever pick us, right? Uh, there's a big, that's a big price difference. Uh, but you know, much like an iPhone is not just a phone, it's also a digital camera and a GPS and a portable computer. You know, we're not just windows. We are windows plus interior blinds, plus exterior sunshades, plus a smaller HOX system, plus, you know, smaller ongoing utility charges, plus half of your health, occupants, and a whole bunch of lead points that you'd have to pay for elsewhere. Uh, so when you include all of our offsets and benefits, you meet the general criteria I mentioned earlier, you know, kind of large-scale class A type products. You know, we're usually compelling. You know, our, our investors are include... Harbor TIA, JP Morgan, USA, City, GE, you know, blue chip investors, uh, and they are only going to invest in companies that deliver genuine value to their customers. So they've seen us, vetted us, talked with our customers directly, and, and they agree yeah, this is a product that deliver, you know, a positive ROI, you know, deliver what we promised and then
1: them. So not to mention, you know, that glass is only one part of the window system. You know, you've got framing, mm-hmm. installation, all that other stuff. So, when, you know, when you say it's two or three times more expensive, it, it's probably not really when you talk about what you're spending on your windows. You know, you may, there may be some offsets. It's, it's only the glass. It's not, you know, silicone costs the same, whether it's your stuff yeah. or somebody else's. So Jeff, what's the warranty that comes with view glass? We meet the
0: standard uh, warranty with the other high performance low E glass of 10 years and we have a 5 year warranty on the electronic component. Um, Apple and Sony, which are kind of the gold standards in electronics, offer 1 year, so we went to 5 and we also have the option to extend those both of those, both the electronics and the windows beyond that depending on what the individual projects sort of preferences are and that can be extended kind of in an upfront pricing or that can be used as you know view as a service which is sort of a subscription model uh, which can be used in cam charges so there's a few creative ways to extend the warranty for those who are interested
1: just made me think what's the oldest or what's the longest running installation I don't know if it's with you guys. I don't know if you. Guys, I don't even know if you have competitors. Actually, I, I'm guessing you probably do. But what's the longest running application of this product currently in service? Well
0: oh, I would say just under a decade. So the the company itself had a, a predecessor company um, called Soladime, and so we've got sort of older installations under same people, just just different name. Um, but what might maybe more interesting is, is electrochromic glass, which like I mentioned, it's the same glass that's in the rear view mirror of your car, has AOCM testing standards. So it goes through, kind of, I call it a health chamber, where they have high heat, high humidity, high UV exposure, and they cycle our glass through enough times to simulate a 30-year lifespan. And since our product has uh, it's all inorganic, I means it doesn't uh, degrade due to the weather. We passed 30-year lifespan simulation with zero degradation. First, only company to be able to do that. Uh, and we actually paid them to run it again. So we ran it for a 60-year simulated lifespan, zero degradation. So the product itself um, is going to last longer than you know, the functional use of the building, in many cases, which is, is kinda nice to know.
1: So the only opportunities or, or the the repair and upgrade options along the way would be with the electronics, not with the glass itself.
0: Right. And then the the software, you know, the more buildings we have in service, the better we can operate our windows. So we're learning through feedback and experience from and we've got installations out in Hawaii and, and installations you know up in, in Boston and we and each one is a little bit different. So we're learning that you know, maybe tint level two should be just a shade lighter, and people seem to like it a little bit better. So we can remotely make that change and, and upload it, so everyone has sort of the latest
1: and greatest experience. Very cool, like a Tesla. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do you see as the future of View Glass? Good question. Uh, I think on a big
0: picture level, you know, there, are, there are three mega trends in commercial real estate. We've got health and wellness, sustainability and connectivity, you know, sort of smart building. Um, and view kind of sits at the intersection of those three mega trends. So uh, in my opinion, the future is very, very bright for us. You know, on, on the West Coast where we're headquartered, everyone knows us, and so we're kind of popping up in new buildings left and right. Here in Florida, I've got more than 50 projects that I'm working on, uh, but we're still making our way up the learning curve. But when uh, – I know you had Ray Crawford on here um, a couple months ago, when a veteran guy like Ray Crawford, who leads Crawford Tracy, the, the number one glazier in Florida, says he wants to work with us, you know that's a good sign that we're here to stay. Uh, you know, if you look at the new building codes and kind of the big picture macro trends, I don't think there's going to be a class A building in any sector that's going to be coming out of the ground in two or three years' time that doesn't have the glass.
1: Yeah, so the future is bright.
0: <laughs> yeah, future is bright. Very happy to be in this industry with this product
1: at this time. So if someone wants to find out more about ViewGlass, where should they go? And if they want to contact you, how can they do that?
0: Sure. So my email is Jeff.riley at viewglass.com, Riley R-I-L-E-Y. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, You can follow us on on Twitter. Uh, The handle is ViewGlass. Also follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, And we've got uh, folks across the country, across Canada, Um, in Europe. So wherever you might be, we we have local folks on the ground that I'm happy to connect you with and make sure that we're seeing if if you glass can uh, provide value to you.
1: Well, Jeff, really interesting and it's an exciting product. Let me ask you one last question. Do you guys call it a product or a technology or both or how do you uh, position it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it really depends on on who we're talking with because we talk with, you know, Glazers, architects, GCs, developers, tenants. So We use both terms um, to know we don't get too picky there.
1: I think I like technology. I'm a technology um, fan. So anyway, really interesting technology. And thank you for sharing it with us. And thank you for coming on the podcast.
0: Thanks. uh, Thanks for having me. I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Really interesting topic today. And I'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Everything Building Envelope podcast. And with that, this is Paul Beers saying until next time.
0: Thanks for joining us today. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more information on the Everything Building Envelope, previous episodes, show notes, bonus video content, and much more, check out our website, everythingbuildingenvelope.com.